Hello everyone, it's Lexi and welcome back to Onigiri and Co podcast and today we're gonna be talking a lot about FPV drone racing with the Bitmatas. Yay! Yay! G'day! G'day! <laughs> g'day. g'day has a good uh, <laughs> Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> so what time is well, it for Lexi at the moment? Oh, uh, I just woke up. That's why it's it's really like oh, so. It's morning for it's after yeah, late, it's, late it's evening for us. It's nine a.m. Okay. okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I Wait, just yes. ate breakfast before you said, "Oh, we're ready." I'm like, "Oh." So do you do you have coffee or tea in the morning? I have tea in the morning. Very we nice. actually Very nice. stopped drinking caffeine uh, for the sake of racing and stuff like this because we read about um, the side effects of caffeine and what it does to you and your brain and stuff like this. And we're actually out of caffeine for like five months now. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So usually I'm drinking either water with like vitamin C and stuff like this or just whatever I had from the night. And then it's like either herbal tea or sometimes I'm drinking green tea, but it's not much. And it has tain, so it's kind of caffeine. So it's like I'm not drinking that much. Wow, you've been really good. Yeah, Yeah. getting that race focus. Yes, yes. I'm also thinking about nutrition. Yes, I actually did. No, uh, I actually do have more... um, energy actually and i'm able to focus a little bit more so what i started doing also is like meditation to get my brain out of thinking mode you know because it's usually like this you do great and you think oh this is going good and then you crash yeah that's i i feel that it's true (laughs) me today after wars are like pack sorry like pack 35 yes my energy just went it was hit. He sort of went yeah. from really flying on the edge, like absolute perfection. Then all of a sudden, he was clipping everything, hitting the gravity gate, hitting flags, um, hitting the gates, and everything wasn't it really. Yeah, today. I mean, I didn't break anything, but I think uh, it's safe to say that I'm going to need to rerun the testing I did today again tomorrow or whenever. Okay. So. Yeah. So it, it's. I think it's normal for on racing. Like you start thinking, and then it's like crash. Yeah. yeah. Crash, crash. And then you're like, oh, why did I start thinking? Yes. So are you guys trying meditation or something to keep yourself in focus, not thinking? Yeah. Well, I think that that's probably the hardest thing, isn't it, really? Yeah. I think I got a it. bit of that naturally from Taekwondo, that idea of sort of a almost mental switch where you have your sort of focus mode where you don't think about other things. You're sort of just you and whatever you're doing. Uh, it is something I've been thinking a lot more about, though. I think just in general. Well, I've just noticed there's a lot of times where I'm not actually focusing. I'm just running through the motions of doing something. Mm. And it's trying to sort of... I don't know. Maybe this is what the whole, like, uh, being in the moment thing is. But really just trying to, like, be actually in the moment and processing what's happening and actually making decisions based on what's actually happening. So yeah. that's been, like, my new thing I've been trying to do. Okay. So, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm. And it's the r- wonderful world of racing is opening <laughs> in front of my eyes. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's like you'll be flying and you'll all of a sudden just realize, hang on a second, I didn't think about anything I was just doing. I was just flying. And yeah. it's like, you just realize, oh, wait, I didn't actually know what I did wrong. Oh, and so wow. it's just trying to like, it's almost going into autopilot. And I saw a race car driver actually talking about that like a few months after I started playing with this. And so it sounds like it's actually a pretty common thing in sports, so... I guess that's sort of my next thing thing now. Actually, I do remember, because I was doing karate uh, when I was younger at a a high level of competition, and I was doing mainly 
when I was younger, I was doing kata, so so not the fight, but like the technique part of it. And I remember when I was going to compete, and when it's your time, you actually I was doing my thing. It's about usually one minute thirty, one minute, mm. and then you finish. You know, you you say bye, <laughs> and you're like, I have no idea what I just done. So maybe. I just, yeah. yeah, you know, you don't yeah. know how it actually went. And then you just have to wait for the result. You know, you're like, I have no idea how I did. <laughs> yeah. I think oh. probably the only thing that makes flying different from patterns, because we in Taekwondo, Taekwondo we had, we had very patterns, similar. We had and that's, I would always end up doing those competitions because I was always too underweight for the fighting. So I just, yeah. I could never do fighting anyway. <laughs> but oh. uh, <laughs> for the pattern stuff though... I think yeah. the one area where it's probably different from racing is that it's very subjective and it's based on whatever the rule set is that the judges that are judging you have mm-hmm. actually, like, the, what they think. Where we'd actually mm-hmm. have it where based on the judges, we'd use either the new forms or the forms from, like, a year ago or two years ago. Uh, yeah. And that stuff's you really hard to, like, it's tell hard. if you're doing it right without yeah. having someone actually watching you. Mm. Uh, whereas flying's very instantaneous as to whether you've gone through the gate or, or hit, the hit the gate. <laughs> Or sometimes you just have this last thought when you go on the flag and you're like, I'm, 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 it's too late already and you hit it and you just take your goggles up like, well, I saw it coming. Yeah. <laughs> this one time before, remember, I'm like, oh, I'm going to crash. And then all of a sudden it like crashed like half a second later. It's like, wait, I said I was going to crash. He said he was going to crash. Why like, didn't I, I do anything? A, a good <laughs> second before it happened. So it was like well in advance and he's gone smack. Was it straight to a uh, gate, was it? I think it was okay. a flag. Flag, okay, yeah. But you called the flag it, just stopped it. it you just called like, it like Bleh. way before, yeah. and it was like one of these fly squatters. It just went smack and just grabbed him. <laughs> yeah, so no damage, but it was like, wait, I could have just reacted. I could have done anything. I could have pulled up elevator. I could have just yeah. added more throttle. It would have been okay. I thought about it, yeah, but why didn't I do anything? Yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty funny, isn't it? Like how would um how the mind actually brains works. are interesting. Yes, yeah. running brains at the limit is interesting. It's mm. flying fun. Yes. So, Anagir, you're going to hear about a lot of weird stuff connected with racing, such as uh, not thinking. Yes. Yeah. I'm, yes. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alexi, by the way, I need to tell you, I finally asked Paul and Thomas if I can fly with them. Yes. <laughs> Train her. Train and- her. <laughs> <laughs> but not to race. I'm going to bring my freestyle, um, yeah. my freestyle drones and I'm just going to fly... I don't know. Well, we haven't decided on anything yet, right, should, guys? I was yeah, just really hoping racing that practice, though. Yeah, do yeah, racing practice. I want to see how an international event that will mean we will meet more often. Yes. That would be good. Yes. But even just to, to improve my flying, to be a bit more confident and everything. And I was like, I, I'm not going to do it alone. I need someone else, you know. You have Heiko. I know other racers here, you know, they're with their dad in, you know, um, East Side and there's Thomas and Paul, obviously. So I'm like... I want someone too. <laughs> so, no, definitely. Okay. Yeah. I think <laughs> flying on your own is fun, but flying with other people is much more fun. So, yeah, especially freestyle. Definitely... I mean, like, I think racing you can sort of do to some degree on your own, but... Yeah, well, um, almost, I know for me, I'm a very solo learner, so there are times where I need my sort of personal space to practice. But then, mm-hmm. for the same token, if I was just on my own the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they get pretty, pretty repetitive pretty quick and just like, oh, Okay. Yeah, but for racing practice, also when there's too many people, it's kind of losing its sense. This I think yeah. like it's a balance. The right one is like four people max. Yeah. yeah. It depends what, for me, it's just, it's like I, w- I wake up and it's like, I want to hang out with people. Or <laughs> there's some days where it's just like, 
I just need to go. Like there are times now where I actually do fly on my own now, like totally yeah. on my own, where I was just like, I just want my own space. So I don't know. It's just weird. It's like reflecting and emotional and mindset mm. and being in the now. It's all almost like more philosophy than than science, but I guess. Yes. Well, you would know, Lexi. Yeah. Like with racing, mindset's such a big thing. Like it's just yes, that's it's true. it's ninety percent of like. I race with Thomas. We do spec racing together, and he knows what I'm like with spec racing. It's actually pretty competitive, and I actually race pretty well. Obviously yeah, not at Thomas's standard, but I can give him a good run. You, you drew with me today. But then take me to a racetrack with other people, and all of a sudden my mindset just goes to, ah. Well, last time you didn't get a chance to <laughs> no, see no, how you I, went. I, I so. broke my quad too early. Yeah, that was unlucky. But um, now today we did spec racing again. Before the testing, and you drew with me. I started off really well. I had like a good 0.7 second lead. I think it was like I was on a 10. No, I was doing it was 11s. I yes. was on an 11. 8? Something like that, yeah. And you were on a 12.5. And I was like, okay, this should be pretty good. I should, I should have this in the bag. And then oh like halfway God. through, you started pulling out 10 eights and then yeah. 10 threes. But and my consistency wasn't there. You beat me for the last five races in a row. <laughs> it was last four. It was five races or four races. It was like it was five, but okay. the, we have nine batteries. But one of them we crashed, and I won one of them. The and spec racing that we five, do five. is really good fun because what we do is, um, we'll, we're running six S quads on four S. Okay, that means okay. they're flying slower, which means you can't do as much damage. Yeah, and they're propped down too, so they're on fifty one forty ones instead of the R forty twos. Today so. they weren't. Mm. Oh, but yeah. that's another Today story. That's another went. story. <laughs> um, but then what we also do is then you've got obviously the better pilot and the one that's not as good. So obviously, you know, Thomas is going to win all the time. So yep. what we do is put a throttle cap on Thomas um, to the point at which he's got to really work hard to win every race. So Thomas mm. is running a 60% cap. So I've got 40% more throttle than what he has. So I know I've got a faster quad for sure. So I should be able to beat him. So that gives me confidence to go harder and continually try to win every race. And for the same token, Thomas knows he basically cannot make a mistake because if he does, there will be no recovery from it. So it's true. the pressure's on both of us. And it's really exciting racing, isn't it? It's really good. So especially That's getting used to just having a quad in your face the whole time. Like I've got Well, you just footage. can't do anything. Just, Thomas right there. in front of me. Like, he was telling me off. He uh, kept saying I was hitting him. You did keep hitting me. If I'm in front and <laughs> the back of my the quad gets gate. pushed Just forward. go through. That waste <laughs> time. It's your fault. You're the one trying to overtake. But it's really good fun, Lexi. You should try it with Heiko and just sort of like get your quad to match his and by putting a cap on him um, to the point at which where he can win sometimes and you can win sometimes and then all of a sudden it becomes really competitive. You'll find you'll get more out of each pack. Yeah, one thing that's important though, do it with quads that aren't your main ones. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Something that if you break it, it just doesn't matter. You just so the quads we run, we've got no issues with breaking them and if we just can't race anymore that day... It's not a big deal. You yeah, know I mean? mind you, they travel so slow that like rarely anything does anything break. Yeah. So I think I, I broke. I thought about it, but that's yeah, a good I, idea. I took my, I broke mine for the first time three weeks ago. Yes. And that was, what was it? I burnt out a motor yep. because we got tangled and then I had a piece of string go around my motor and stop it from moving and I tried to take off yeah. and then I blew it, right? But that's how I broke it in like six months. I don't know how many races we've done yeah probably well over 100 races yeah like comfortably like uh, the 
So, the example I can give you is um, Thomas raced on the weekend. It was the last race of the season. This is at Eastside. Um, he won. Did you break in? Did you damage any props? I did damage props this one, yeah. Really damaged one? No, every um, single one of them were flyable. No. He, there was one I did really damage. Okay, so one prop he damaged for sure. All the other props were 100% flyable, right? Um, the racing that we do in 10 races, we've got like a pile of props that are all damaged. Sometimes. It depends on the day. Sometimes you Because you sometimes do you collide do. a lot just yeah, trying to overtake. To, it's more from mid-airs. Yeah. Where you just, you literally just, you literally bleed to bleed. Now, where it's really good for me is when I used to race, um, all of a sudden I'd be racing with six people and I'd have like another five people in my face. And that used to really rattle me. When I'm racing Thomas, I know even if he's in front of me, he's not going to disappear. Like, he's not going to leave me for dead, and he's not going to end up behind me. He's going to be in my face until I get past. So you constantly get used to flying with quads right in your face, and you don't get rattled as much. And that was evident in the last few races that we've done, isn't it? Yeah. You've what been are you smiling getting, at? You've been getting a lot better at just, like, not making mistakes. So we're at the point where we basically have a conversation while we're flying. You're trying to psych me out. And just like talk absolute <laughs> crap just to make me crash. And then usually you crack up laughing to make a mistake himself. This is true. <laughs> that sounds fun. It's, it is it's, really fun. It's really good fun. It's like gaming, but it's real. And you know, every game's going to be fun. So, yeah, it's pretty competitive. It's just, it's literally just fun. It's yeah. probably some of the most fun racing yeah. ever consistently. And that's the other key thing. I think if you could bring fun to your training. And you're racing or whatever it is you're doing, even freestyle, it just changes everything. It just makes it a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, it should be fun. It should be an experience. Mm. We do FPV for an experience. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I do FPV for an experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think I, I just answered the question about... you asked before. <laughs> yes, I was thinking about that earlier today. Um, I was watching a show about uh, teenagers in crisis, like nothing to do with FPV. But then I was like, oh, sometimes I have a tendency to turn the things I like in in uh, in life into something too intense, and then I'm stressed about what should be fun. And um, and then yeah, it reminded me of a time where FPV had become something too stressful, and I was like, I had no joy from it. Yes. And I'm glad it has changed now, and I'm back to slowly to something a bit more, yeah, fun. Like it's good to have a bit of pressure, but um. I suppose you need a little bit of fun. Otherwise, it's just nightmare. Yeah, it needs to the, be a balance. You need the balance. Yeah. I mean, it's no different to like you did a shoot the other day and that was a lot of pressure because there was places where you could lose his quad. Even though mm-hmm. it was kind of freestyle, but he was doing shots where he could potentially lose a quad. So he had the fun side of things, but he still had a little bit of pressure. It's just finding that balance, even with the racing side of things, where you're sort of doing both, isn't it? Yeah. And even well, in racing... racing, like... it's different. On the racing, you have like people, community, you just have this balance right away because one you go to the stage or whatever and you just race and there is this pressure and then you go off the stage and you have people there with snacks and stuff like that and you just yeah. hang out so i think that already has a little bit of balance that actually helps me a lot that's why i miss racing so much i was so demotivated during covid guys yeah mm. there's a real community aspect there sorry i cut you off there yeah. i was gonna say there's a real community aspect in the racing especially the big events where i think yeah. Like without that, if you just have the competition, it'd be probably a bit much. But because you've got that, it's what makes it like you get the thrill of you push it, you know, trying to do your best and hopefully win. But then you've also got, oh, there's all these really cool people around. Let's all we can go for talk and hang later. out. And, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll cut you off. Uh, no, Ali. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, I react to this when you said there was no races, but 
there's one well you've been to a couple already and and uh, yeah Lexi you, you can tell us because you're the only one actually well Thomas is competing here but you're the only one I know in Europe who can give us feedback about races at the moment and stuff and also how you've been doing and everything <laughs> okay so my first race we were in the car with Heiko and there was the silence for a second and we're like Heiko yes this will do us so good we will meet other people <laughs> so my yeah. first race I actually didn't perform well at all uh, I think I finished like I don't know 12 something like that uh, but I wasn't performing well I was just actually getting back to it because it was just I was out of it completely we haven't had any races for like 10 months so getting back to it I was just mostly happy to see familiar faces just you know hang out try to fly a little bit and it wasn't like it was bad I was just kind of not in the mood <laughs> if yep. it makes yeah. sense uh, but yeah this weekend we were on the second race already and uh, I finished fourth we actually we had like a really big battle because uh, in the finals uh, we have the point system so there's like two or three finals and I had the same amount of points as the other guy but he was higher than me in the qualification so he got third and I got fourth and I was like ah. <laughs> that's a good battle though that's cool that's yeah. awesome yeah so that was that was pretty intense uh, but yeah I finished fourth so that's that's not bad I would say uh, and currently races are like uh, when you come in you have to do a COVID test every day oh wow okay <sighs> Wow. Yeah, so that's, it's like you get up, epic. you get a nose swap into your brain, and then you kind uh. of recover for an hour. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm I like, saying? I like that nose swap to your brain. Yeah. That's what it feels like, doesn't it? It does yeah. feel like it. Like yeah. when I was getting the CPR one, I cried. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> so, what you get is it on the day of the race you do it, or the day before, or what happens? Uh, so, we have usually like weekend races. So, you come on Friday, and there's like camping and stuff. So, there, there's like a festival. Oh, wow. You have grills and stuff like this. You, you should come. Okay. Definitely. So, it's cool. Yes. There's a camping. We have tents, and there's campers, and people with grills and stuff like that. Someone made goulash on Saturday, actually. Oh, wow. Like, they had oh, nice. a huge pot of goulash. Uh, and uh, yeah, so you come on Friday, you, before you get in, you need to do a test next to people who are, you know, like looking. And when you are negative, you get a little bracelet from paper, like on festivals, everything's like on okay. festivals now. And uh, they let you in, you just set up your tent, you just have fun, you drink some beers, of course, because, you know, Germany. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's how it looks like. And then next day you get up at like seven. And you need to make a test right away next to the c committee, I would say. I don't know. And yep. then you get another bracelet and you do it every single day. So wow. you guys get the results Friday, Saturday, straight Sunday. away. Hmm? So the, results, the result comes through straight away, does it? Well, yeah, we do the, the quick tests. Uh, so okay. it's like 20 minutes. Oh, wow. wow. That's good. Okay. Because that's what I did. Because when we do our tests here... We don't get the results for 24 hours. So I was wondering how it actually worked for you guys. No, we buy so, just the test in the store. Okay. Yeah, like five, store five test. Five, euros. Yeah, we have okay. like, it's called Schnell test. And you just do a cotton swab into your nose. Then you do the whole test in yourself. We, we haven't got that here. here. We haven't got that here at all. Yeah. That's really good. Our solution's just, you have like an online check-in thing. You like, you scan a little barcode. And then if it turns out you got COVID and they find out later, it's like, where have you been? Yeah. And then you... Yeah, no, I, I like the system you've got in place. So that's really good. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like pregnancy test, but like for a virus. Oh my god! Like I posted a picture on. So my you're all excited. Yes, negative, negative. Test. 
I posted it on uh, on Instagram, and it has like a huge sign on the top, SARS-CoV-2. And people mm-hmm. were like, oh my God, are you pregnant? And I'm like, <laughs> it's clearly signed. <laughs> oh gosh, that's so funny. Like someone said, uh, say, say happy Father's Day to Heiko, and I'm like, what? <laughs> it's a COVID test, and it's negative. <laughs> oh God. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, Did like, you celebrate Father's Day, Paul? Oh yeah. Great well, it's not Father's Day for us at the moment, is it? Because Australia, we celebrate Father's Day in August, oh, I think it is. Yeah. Really? It was so, not this month. No, no. I think oh, US okay. is having it this month. Like every, every, yeah, I, I saw a photo I think of everyone has it this month. Of Sean, Sean Except Taylor. Us. Actually, no. That was cute. I no? think my, my dad had it like somewhere in May. He's in Poland. Oh, right? wow. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. Wait, I need to Google it. Okay. No, 20th yeah. June. Imagine they just okay. change it to like a global Father's Day. It should be a global. No, that's day, the United it's the States. Same. Yeah. Yeah, the United yeah. States was the same as France. So no, I was right. 26th of May. Yeah. Ah, okay. All right. I thought Australia was just like the States. No offense, but I thought, <laughs> you know, it was just. Well, we do copy the States for just about everything else, don't we? Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure Mother's Day is the same. So that's why. Yeah. 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 So, but. um. Yeah, so Lexi, beside the the racing, um, sorry, I'm I'm losing, I'm tired. <laughs> it's been like that. Uh, so, so how many people like were you happy, like you said, to hang out with everybody else beside the tests? Oh, and, that was amazing. Was good. Yeah, it's amazing to meet other people, and you can like touch them. They're not on the screen. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes. It's, yeah. it's amazing. No, really, it's uh, it's changing a lot like I gained back some of my uh, like will to do it because it was really tough especially when I was like out of content and trying to think about things what I can do it was just it was tough I would say in 2020 when it goes to people and wanting to do things now it's fine now it's fine again I have a question this is sort of just in general (gasps) do you feel like because of all the lockdowns and pandemic and stuff not happening that once we get past this period, the world is going to be a more enjoyable place because people sort of have a taste of like, oh, doing things for fun is actually really important because you don't know when you're not going to have like, you know. Because yeah, I, 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 like I feel like, yeah, I feel like even all my friends, whenever we've had the chance to catch up, we've just appreciated things more and just, you know, obviously you do things reasonably and don't, you know, go crazy and do dumb things but like mm. you sort of feel like oh yeah having fun is important we should do something that we all enjoy and you know I just sort of going out more like, for the sake of fun yeah sorry uh i think people will be like because when you were going like to a restaurant or something like this you saw a lot of people just being on their phones like they are together but they are not together i think now i don't see this that much uh like yeah. people are spending less time just looking at screens and trying to you know like i think a lot of people just started thinking that it's more important to really care about people who you can meet and stuff like this. I actually have the best uh, relationship with my family since ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally yeah. since ever. And uh, I, I'm actually really hoping personally that people will still be uh, washing their hands and wearing masks when they don't feel well, like in Asian countries. Because I have to tell you, since people started cleaning their hands and wearing masks, I have not been sick. Yes, yeah. the same, the same. I think it's just that hygiene and being taught that, you know, 
Uh, if you're going to cough sort of you know, into your elbow, all yeah. that stuff that people just don't worry about, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That change in cultures yeah. made a big difference. I think difference. even in Australia, we always had this culture of if you're sick, just soldier up and keep working and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's slowly changing too. Which so you come to really work good. and you're coughing everywhere, making everyone yeah, exactly. sick, you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, we got colds. Yeah. When did we get sick? About a month ago or two months ago? God, it's like the first time we've gotten sick in like over a year. <laughs> well over a year. And we're just like, wow, this is really terrible. You know what I mean? I forgot. I wasn't a bad cold or anything, but it was just really weird being sick and realizing how uncomfortable it was and like not yeah. having been sick for so, so long, you know, and not knowing what it was like to have a sore throat, you know, all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like so, you don't remember. It's, it, yeah. I actually love it. So I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, when people were like, now I'm washing my hands and stuff. And I'm like, didn't you before? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow, wh- why is this new for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I do enjoy the masks because when someone's sneezing and doing stuff, they just don't do it on like a, a freezer in the store and they just do yeah. it either in the mask or in the elbow. So I'm like really yeah. happy about it. So oh. mm. at the beginning, I was like, now you're all going to live like me <laughs> with hand sanitizers <laughs> and stuff. Mm. yeah that's that's good uh sadly i'm uh, i'm uh, not positive with <laughs> i don't i think people will forget sadly because that's what you're people probably but, right actually but uh <laughs> i don't yeah. want to be like bringing down the, the vibes Hashtag positive. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah i'm so sort of I hoping want... like oh sorry i kind of cut you off oh, that's okay. okay i was just gonna say i want you guys to be right and i'm hoping that i'm gonna be wrong for the coming <laughs> at least year <laughs> yeah i'm hoping that people take the whole idea of fun they're even into business well, you know some yes. stuff, especially that they make business decisions based on, like, money and, like, or short, really short-term gains and that. It's like, yeah. you know, don't get me wrong. Like, you have to do that stuff to survive. But, like, think about the end goal of, you know, you want to have fun on this place. Like, if you're making the world a more fun place by doing this business decision, then it's good. Yeah. Go yeah, do that. Make things a... more. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was going to say make things more fun. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the goal. Okay. More fun. Yeah, so I actually heard that a lot of people now that they are going back from like home office back to the office like by force and it's not like with steps, uh, then it's it's like really getting on people's minds because they used to be like uh, going outside for the balcony to work or going to the park or doing stuff like this and now they're closing the office for nine hours now and I've heard that a lot of people are like really uh, freaking out about it and they're like, I cannot be closed in here, this is bad uh, or crying or stuff like this. So oh. that actually kind of bothers me. Uh, but yeah, I, I think more companies should like stand, stay with the idea of home office. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. hopefully there'll be a bit of a shift yeah. in mindset. I know some companies like where my niece works, they've kind of started doing that too, where they're not reverting to going back to work at work because they can do a lot of the work remotely. So why not? So some companies are beginning to do that now, even in Australia where you can go back to work, but they're choosing to keep their staff at home. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, I think yeah. It, it gives you more time to do your stuff because you don't spend like an hour in the traffic every day one way. So there's also more time for you as a person. Yeah, yes. there have been, I think, a few places where they've done studies and found that a lot of people end up being a way more productive Yeah, at home. Yeah. Just because, like, I mean, you need to take a break. Okay, go, you know, get a drink, whatever, whatever you need to, to relax. And then all of a sudden you might do... Say sitting instead of sitting at your desk for like four hours straight or something, you're only there for like two hours, one hour. But that's like a really focused couple hours because you actually want to be there doing it. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're finding more things are getting done, and it's like, oh, 
Who would have thought people that are relaxed and more focused perform better? <laughs> more productive, eh? Who would have thought, really? Yeah. A shocker. How did you go, um, Paul and Thomas, during lockdown testing? And I'm actually thinking about the motors that are out. I assume well, you were testing it in the worst conditions. The timing of the motors happened. Well, you want to share the story yeah. when that happened? So, so we've been... We've been actually developing these basically right from the launch of the first motors. Mm. So there were a lot of back and forth. Um, we had some ideas initially that I wanted to do, but they were going to push the cost of the motor too high. Tried finding some other ways around and they just didn't perform. Uh, and then sort of in the last maybe year and a half, yep. year, we've actually started making, like we started making real headway where it's like, okay, we've got a formula that's starting to work now. Um the thing was with this was we were meant to release the motors in last year, last year, but then it got pushed out to January. Yes. But then uh, with all the extensions of COVID stuff yep. and then also the, there was a big surge in sales for big motors that yes. pushed out the actual production batch until when we had lockdown, but we finally got our hands on it and we're straight into a lockdown. So we basically yeah. had to get... But the first few prototypes we had issues with. The first... Well, yeah, that was ages ago, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this last batch, we had to deal with the lockdown and you did all the contacting businesses, Victoria, and Yeah, because what happened was we just had some COVID cases. I think it was a hotel quarantine or someone... Oh, someone had done their quarantine in a hotel. And caught it from the hotel. Which is ironic. He actually... Did his quarantine and he was in there for 14 days and he got out. But when he got out, he actually got COVID from someone else who was in a hotel and then flew back to Melbourne and came to our state and then it started spreading here. So all of a sudden, his motors have arrived and we've gone into a complete lockdown. But we also needed to test them because Thomas wanted – because we had some issues previously. We wanted to make sure that the prototypes were actually okay and they were going to function. So then it was just a matter of um, making sure we got all the approvals organised – so we could legally go out and do the product testing and make sure they were working yeah. and all that, which is what we did. And-, and it was literally like one day. We got up at, it was like six, got to the field at like eight, and we stayed there till sunset, just yeah. flying the whole just, time. Like I, I crashed straight after that, like just meant I was just done. But we got the we got everything done. We Come back, so go many through spreadsheets and analyze all the data and make sure is it is it meeting all the metrics, you know, the battery voltages and... You know, did. Did they, and all that sort of stuff. So you're sort of looking at every aspect of the motor and um, touch wood, it actually all worked out. We've all got, we got, we got all that initial buy-off testing done in a one day, but it was one big day. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So that was kind of difficult because you couldn't just go out and do it, but you had to go through all the legalities to make sure you couldn't, no one was going to get in trouble. And if someone came down and said, hey, what are you guys doing out here? You know, flying these toys in a park, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> So we had to make sure all, the, all all that sort of stuff was sort of ticked off and, and it was all going to go off without a hitch. Yeah, I kind of got lucky with lockdown because I had that, which was, I mean, regardless of the fact it was still work, it was still kind of nice to actually get outside the house and have some fresh air. Uh, and then the week later, I had a filming job. So, so I got to go out again. Got out again, got to officially go out there and fly basically a bando, which was... Yeah, well, it, was one of those, it was one of those ones that you see, where is the place, is it? Uh, you can't mention it yet. Oh, I can't. You can't mention you it. You see, get rid of what I said. But anyway, there's an abandoned building I flew out. Yep. And I've always wanted to fly there. And we flew it, and it was awesome. And I may have found a 3D printed GoPro session protector ah. in there. 
Yeah. So we know Maybe. someone else has been there. Definitely. Someone else has flown there already. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. I finally, I've always wanted to fly there, and I got to do it legally, completely legally, and it's going to be immortalized. You've got footage that you can use uh, once I release the release of uh, the the footage of it. Um, we should be good to release ours then. Yes. So that was I've good seen fun. It in your stories, and I wonder if I know where this is. <laughs> I think probably, they probably do. do. It's pretty iconic. And yeah, this is, okay. This, <laughs> I, let me let me paint another picture for you. It was a beautiful day, right? And Thomas goes, do you reckon I can take my car? I go, which car do you want to take? Because he's got two cars. He's got a Fiesta ST and he's got uh, Toyota 86. Toyota 86 is really low. This thing is really slammed down low. And um, he decides he's going to take his 86 because it's a cooler car naturally, you know what I mean? Well, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. But keep in mind, really we're going to a place that they're planning on demolishing. So the ground is just like, it was just like, you need a four-wheel drive just about to get in there. And everyone's laughing at him, rolling up with his car lowered to the max, and he's trying to take every single, like, part of the road to keep the wheels off the ground and this, that, whatever. I didn't bottom out once, though. I didn't break traction once, so I'm pretty proud. So they're all looking at him like, seriously, you didn't have another car to bring here? You know, you're coming to a site where we're going to be demolishing stuff. Like, it's not going to be perfect roadways and everything. I didn't think we were parking on the actual, like, the on the road. Area. I thought we were like going to park next to it and then just like walk in. So Thomas must have had this vision that he was going to park on the side of the road where it was perfect and then the building was going to be there well, right Also, it was like him. the weather was good. It was like winter. I'm like, <laughs> the weather's great. I'm not, I'm capitalizing this opportunity and it was yeah, great. I, I drove enough. my car, did some, did some wishy boys. Well, it was not wishies because it's not yes. there, but it was fun. Mm. It was fun. I drove the car. I flew the things. So we got to do two really cool things, which was um, during the peak of our lockdown, which was our... Uh, do the motor testing, and then you also got to spend a full day shooting. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Yes. Mm. And now the motors are up. Yes. yes. They are. Yeah. So that's really good. Should I, should what do, I do a th- rundown what, what, what on do what they are? What do I tell them about it? Okay. I should, uh, I'm going to go grab one so I can What for? That, it's a podcast. It. No one can see I wanna, us. I need to grab <laughs> I, he's actually, I can't believe he's actually gone to grab one. Go okay. Okay, he's guys in one. the podcast. So he just brought motors. They're amazing. So, so visual, <laughs> visualize. They're really shiny and they're just really spinny. No, no, no. And Better. I, I at, at this point, on. pause this podcast. Go to Google and Google it. Just to yeah, see what I, we are talking about. My, should I do my readout? What's that? You know the the one I made the description. Should I? Oh, read you it? should do that for a laugh. It should oh, be pretty God. fun. Go get it. Go get it. Should I do it? It's on here. Okay, you got it here. Okay, you're gonna get something up. Go on. Wait, is it? I'm gonna send it to you so I can. Me. Yeah. Here we go. Oh my god, this is gonna be so funny. They asked him for a little bit. This is our uh, team motor asked him for a write up about his motors. Yeah. Um and he did a write up on it and it wasn't little. This is the short version. Go on, you wanna yeah. read it? I'm really happy with it though. It feels it's my one time to feel like I'm in top gear or something. I'm like I feel so special. <laughs> okay, here we go. The BMS Raptor V two is every bit the same spirit as the original Raptor series, but amplified. The core focus of its development was simple. Outperformed the BMS Raptor series V1 motors in every aspect. To achieve this, we analyzed each component in detail to find new ways to extract the next level of performance. I put a lot of heart into this. (laughs) Okay, here we go. So the first thing we did, we began by adding lightness where possible. Adding lightness, uh, I should probably, I'm going to add a bit of a, Explanation. I, I thought it was Thomas's inability to speak English <laughs> saying adding lightness. I thought, okay, he's a bit quirky, okay. And apparently it's actually a thing, isn't it's it? It's actually a thing. So adding lightness is just weight reduction, right? So reducing weight where possible is what adding lightness is. Where did it come from? And it came from Colin Chapman who founded Lotus. 
And his oh, theory, okay. his big theory for car design was simplify and add lightness. And that was his like super formula for creating really good cars. A lot of other really popular uh, race car designers have all followed a pretty similar ethos. Some of them adopting that same wording, others mm. some other way of describing the same thing. But it's sort of, I guess, just naturally I've fallen on the same idea and then discovered, oh, other people have done this too. I'm going to use their their words for it. So apparently so, adding lightness is a thing. Yes, and we added lightness where possible, <laughs> especially focusing on the rotating components of the Raptor V2. I'm going to do another little insertion here. The, basically, the rotating parts, so your bell, your magnets, your motor shaft, all those things that are spinning, that's momentum. So if we can reduce weight there without compromising the magnets without compromising any of the electrical bits then you've just got more power and less weight to move around so you've got more torque you've got more response it's a real like this is going to work no matter what yes that was the first place we started Uh, look at the first motor fix all that up um where was i uh blah 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 yeah we had lightness here we go so yeah it increases the response of the motor allowing for an even more razor sharp in-flight feel and increased efficiency across the entire throttle range next we overhaul the electrical components which involve the heat management oh well i completely messed that up which improved the heat management of the stator allowing the raptor v2 to run at higher output for longer so this basically this is mainly t-motors part more than me uh, I had an idea of some stator modifications we could make. Uh, we tried a few different ones. We had one that was working, and then the engineers tweaked that. One big thing that they did that I didn't expect them to do was they changed the manufacturing process of the silver coil winding, mm-hmm. so it's different from the V1. Uh, I think the V4s are now using the same process that we're using too, mm-hmm. and that basically means that it's more well, more consistent manufacturing for them, but also it's a little bit more efficient, uh, especially heat efficient. So you get less heat saturation, uh, which means that you've got more efficiency, less resistance. And that's one of those things, once again, just blanket better than before. Uh, we had a really good example of it on the race day, actually, that we had yeah. a couple days ago, where I was missing half a, motor, uh, half a prop blade. And I kept going at whatever full pace was, partly because I wanted to see what the motor would blow. And a minute later of racing at full pace, and the motors were warm. You could still hold them, mm. but yeah, we were fine. Yeah, it wasn't nice. like it was really, really hot or anything like that. So it actually did really well. Yeah, so that was definitely that was a pretty big one. Those sort of those two things really made a massive difference. Um, the next big thing we did. So going back to my my little notes here. Okay, so these improvements allow us to redesign the static components of the motor to allow for race durability, which is enough durability to handle the volatile environment of a racetrack without harming the characteristics and performance of the motor. Uh, this was actually a surprising one. There was a lot of little geometries we could change. Uh, yeah. to sort of the base, uh, a few principles from the, uh, Pro 4 line, a few of my own little touches, and they just sort of stopped the motor from, there were some side-on crashes that would make the motor sort of bend, sort of towards the base, uh, on the version 1s. You still have to hit pretty hard, but we've increased the stiffness there quite a bit, so it just means a lot less chance of bending the motor, a lot less chance of doing sort of, uh... You know, you have to crash harder, basically, to do more damage now. So it's just more survivability, more redundancy at little mm-hmm. to no cost. I think mom's here mom's now. coming in. So I for... thought it was the birds. <laughs> <laughs> That's mom. So, well, do you want me to get the door? It's all right. She goes through. Because I don't know. I just get the door. 
I think. Hang on, wait, wait, wait. Uh, it doesn't matter. I can't even that out. Oh yeah, that's not the birds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, so what are we talking about? We talked about durability. Um, Package nail. Are we up to the shape? Okay. Oh yeah. I don't love this. Bit. I'll put some. Okay, here we go. The shape of the Raptor V2 was directly influenced by the Raptor V1 and sculpted by the pursuit of lightness. It features a new bronze finish, which works well with a wide range of color schemes and helps to accentuate the lines and shape of the motor. This is kind of a big one. The previous generation was... It was previously a sort of gunsmoke gray uh, color. Yeah. And then it had either a gold line for the 6L or the red line for 4L. Uh, and a big thing this year, because of some of the state of changes, it did drive the cost of the motor up. And so it was either run two motors at a higher cost. The four-cell one would still feel different from the six-cell because we wouldn't be able to properly wind it to match the KV. There'd be too little torque. Mm. So I'd have to make some other tweaks for a four-cell. That would drive the cost even higher. Or just make one really good six-cell motor. Mm, and yeah. so I thought, let's make one really good six-cell motor. And based on sales, then we can determine whether it's worth putting development time into a four-cell motor or a five-cell motor. Uh, And I think it was the right decision. The other thing it let us do then was change the color. We're now in this bronze finish, which I really, really love. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. It was uh, inspired by, uh, like, cars, basically. It's a real trend in the car scene at the moment. It sort of has been a thing up and coming for the last 10 or so years, and I've just sort of really started to like it, especially for my 86, something I might be considering well, a little tweak for the future. You got, he was really obsessed about the color so far, so, so that he actually ended up going down specifying a specific Pantone color mm. that he wanted them anodized in, and that's what they went with. So it allowed us to yeah. sort of control and they the did color. Yeah, finish too, which I really wanted. Yeah, to it control just... that color spot on rather than sort of sending photographs and saying, I kind of want this, and they don't quite get it right. So it was a lot easier for them than actually to try and achieve what he wanted. Yeah, and the colour looks really different in a lot of different lights, depending on how it's lit, whether it's from sunlight yeah. or it's in a room. Like, it really sort of changes. It's I'm really happy with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm very proud of our V2. We put nice. a lot of heart into it, a lot of well, soul into um, it. So. It's, it's interesting you say um, the colours is inspired, because you were saying that in your video as well, by the car. Um, I don't want to compare you to steel, because you guys are not, like you're not doing the same thing, but he also has new motors out, and he said the colors are also inspired, I think, by car stuff in general. Yes. Yeah, so. I think as much as Steel and I tackle two very different markets, yeah. we do think similar on a lot of things too, and we do both have a big passion for cars. I think yes. honestly, I talk, talk to Steel to more about cars than I talk about quads. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it's so, definitely something. Yeah, sorry. Oh, you go ahead, you go ahead, you go ahead. Uh, No, because I was going to start asking questions, but I thought maybe, Lexi, if you have questions, you can start first or I can start first. Uh, Go for it, go for it. You can go for it. Yeah, Yeah. I go for it, yeah. So I was wondering, um, there's two questions. My first question anyway is like, it is both to Lexi and you, Thomas. Um, Do you know a lot of racers that are still flying 4S anyway uh, these days? No. Uh, Do you want to go first? Oh, you okay. Yeah, for me, I think it's probably 50-50 really? in Melbourne at the moment. However, and this is the however, because I actually asked this to on our social medias just to get a gauge when we were doing the murders on what I should do. There were more people on 4Cell at the time I ran the survey, and there is still probably about 50, maybe 40 50% on 4Cell locally that are actively going to races. However... 
all of those people, or maybe 90% of them, basically, with private message, you say, but I have six cell murders on the way, or but once these break, I'm going to six cell, or I can't get four cell anymore. So whoever's left is going to be moving to six cell, because six cell wasn't really that reliable if you go back a few years ago. And the reliability is actually really good now. So I think mm. more people are prepared to adopt, like races straight away, okay, we'll go 6L. Yeah. And okay, if I blow ECs, doesn't matter, I'll just get more ECs. You yeah. know I what think mean? the big advantage we have for racing with 6L is just the fact that if you drop a cell or you have one bad cell, you've only lost like 15% of the battery as opposed to 25%. Mm. So it's a really big redundancy gain we get. I do think, and I've done some testing on equal setups with 4Cell, where I've sort of finally worked out how to balance KVs and everything. And you can achieve the same performance, or at least from the testing I was, there was really negligible difference to be like, is oh, yeah, 6Cell is the better one. However, the difference is now, because all the technology has gone that way, especially in battery chemistry, uh, you're going to be pretty hard-pressed to get, like, say, a V4 tattoo 4Cell, right? Mm. But it'll be a lot easier to get a 6Cell. And so because of that now, you know, for example, like me, I'm like, mm. okay, I'm only going to do 6L motors at this point, right? Mm. And so now I've got this motor that's, you know, using all the latest technology, all the stuff that we've came up with, but it's only really good for 6L at the highest power output. You could obviously run 4L on this, and it's still going to be brilliant. It's going to be really torquey. Uh, if you're doing, like, 7-inch or something like that, you've got all that mid-range efficiency still. Mm. But if you're talking about what it's designed for, which is the racing market, then, yeah, this is a lot more optimized than, say, uh, the red lines even from before, from a couple of years ago. Yeah, but that's interesting yeah. that you still have a lot of people flying on 4S. I mean, uh, in Germany, I think everyone is flying on 6S. And if someone is flying on 4S, that's like their first event. And on the next one, they already come with a new build on 6S. Wow. Okay. I think there is a big culture here to keep flying out old stuff. Probably yeah. to an, <laughs> yeah. an E-side, where we sort of keep going. I mean, even I still fly 4S for a lot. Our spec racing is all 4 cell, but yeah. it's even there... It's like, oh yeah, we're doing it partly because that's our second-rate gear, I guess, almost now, where it's we're using it up, so to speak, to yeah, but it may be eventually also another replace thing, it. Because uh, we have a lot of uh, really long tracks. So on forest, sometimes it happens that you do okay. that third lap and you kind of fall down and not being able to go through yeah. the Yeah, well, it's day. hard to find big batteries in 4Cell too, yeah. especially modern batteries. Like, mm-hmm. I think you can still get a V3. Do you guys have good range of batteries in... Uh, Germany and Europe? Yeah, we actually have the tattoo warehouse here. Okay. Oh, that's okay. awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes it easier. Our yeah. range, I think, in Australia is a bit less. Less, definitely. Yeah. So you do have less to pick from. Like, even Thomas being a sponsored pilot by tattoo, he still has to look after his batteries because you know it's not like in Germany where, say, all of a sudden you need batteries, you can turn around and say, oh, I'm going to get it from one of the suppliers. You know mm. what I mean? Um, in Australia, it's a lot harder to get. Specific battery, yeah, so we well, tend to look after packs. We're about to do a build video of a four inch Apex, right? Mm. And this will be dad's build, dad's gonna yeah. be building this, which is really exciting. Mm. Uh, but for that, we could only get V1 tattoos. Mm. So, yeah. like, don't get me wrong, for freestyle, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna, yeah. we're not gonna draw that much power out of it, it's all blips and all that. But for racing, a V1 pack, I mean, that's like 2015 technology, right? Yeah. Which, you know, and Six years, battery technology is totally oh, different. Has, like, light yeah. years different. Well, from it's what even it was. like when we were in um in New Zealand. We visited uh, Bruce from XJet. Mm. Um, we went out to see him, and we were talking to him, and he goes, he was actually telling us that um, he doesn't. He recalls the tattoo batteries not being very good, you know. Mm. Um, and then when he showed us what he was using, he was using the real original old tattoos from 
God, it would have been ages ago. Literally forever ago. And it was like, then Thomas had to show him, oh, look, well, we don't use those now. They've actually moved on. We're on to V3s at the time, wasn't it? Uh, New Zealand? V4s weren't released yet. New Zealand, you were racing V3s, weren't you? Yeah, I was racing V3s still. So um, we showed him the V3s. was like, oh, okay, I haven't seen those before. You know what I mean? Mm. So um, the battery tech has actually moved on quite a fair bit. It's actually improved so much, hasn't it? Yeah. Especially Tattoo. They're doing fantastic work. Yes. Well, that answers my question in some ways. Um, but yeah, success makes more say, sense. I was going to say, oh, I wonder um, if, if Freestyler are going to use it, but then that already limits people who have switched to success. But I know a lot of Freestylers are also now using success anyway. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I'm still for us because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, if you've already got all the stuff for it, I don't think there's any need to upgrade. For me, even the main reason my Acura Quads and Cinemat, even my uh, Cinewhoop, that still uses the same race batteries that I fly with in racing. And the main same. reason for that is just, mm. yeah, well, it's just easy. It's like I've got one set of batteries that works with everything. Exactly. Okay, it's not as optimized as it could be, but for me, it's just, you know, I've got battery. I can plug it in here. I can go to yeah. that one. I can use this one. It's They're all using the same thing. I'm losing, I'm sure I'm wasting tons of potential performance on my Cinewhoop, but it's a flying camera and it's fine. I'm happy to waste a bit of. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is called electrons. laziness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let also, it's just nice having one set of batteries as opposed to like three different types of batteries. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you never know if you will actually use them, so it's better to just have one type of battery that works for everything. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, in in a, from a freestyle point of view, because I know you also fly freestyle, um, Tom. Uh, well, yeah, Thomas and Paul both fly freestyle <laughs> as well. Um, do you, do you, yeah, um, do you think, what, what do you think would be different if you use your new motors compared with the other one um, now for freestyle? Is it noticeable or is it just really noticeable for races? I think you would honestly notice it in both. Okay. Uh, racing more because you're obviously at the upper end where things get amplified. But the big thing is, is that a big component of these motors was increasing efficiency, right? So you're going to see that in terms of more flight time for the same way you were flying before. And then response is sort of that delay between... Oh, that's a Sorry, that's an alarm. Sorry. I'll fix it up. What, you going? Uh, what is it going to say? Oh, yeah. So more efficiency in terms of it's just a better motor. So you fly the same way, you're going to get more out of one than the other. Mm. Yeah. And then it's higher response. And higher response means that sort of that delay between you doing an input and it responding, mm-hmm. uh, the delay between the PID controller wanting to do something and the motor actually responding to that in real time. Uh, even like hovering our race rooms, they sound different, right? Mm. And yeah. so, yeah, you would notice a difference. Now, for me, I'm still using the V1s for Acro. I'm just like, for the the gain that I've got, I may as well just run the V1s on that, save the V2s for my race fleet. However, if you did want like the absolute ultimate experience or you don't have any motors yet and you're looking to buy totally new motors mm-hmm. well in that case yeah i'd say you know obviously i'm biased i think my motors are the best <laughs> but like i'd say yeah go straight for the v2s but if you've like say already got a set of v1s for yeah. acro i'd say only if you're like if you want to say you've got the absolute best then yeah buy more by all means but also we're using v1s for acro because the difference for me is small enough that i'm just like i will compensate for it with my flying yeah okay yeah, because even for freestyle, I'm rarely at full throttle. Oh, I yeah. rarely yeah. hit. I don't. I think I'd, I'd be lucky if I go over fifty percent power. Mm. Yeah, I was asking because recently you probably both have noticed because 
Lexi, you're doing both racing and freestyle. There's this new kind of freestyle that is called Spang. And uh, I was going to ask about this. Everyone keeps messaging me with S-Bang. And I'm like, what is S-Bang? Ha, I can tell you about this. Unless, Lexi, do you know about it too? I'm having the same thoughts as Thomas. (laughs) S-Bang was actually, it's actually coming from France. And it's being created by a pilot called... I pronounce it Farouk, but I don't know if it's exactly how he pronounces it. That's his name. I feel like I've seen that Instagram handle before. And uh, hold on, let me get rid of Momo. She's being very (laughs) needy. Very naughty. Okay. So, and the, the, the concept behind this is because, and I know that because I've been there <laughs> flying, we don't have those crazy, you know, abandoned place uh, like um, they have in, in America. You know, it's probably the same in Germany where you are. Like, see, we, we see it in your videos. There's a lot of empty field, like corn field or, or um, yeah, other kind of field. That is, so it's lo- a lot of empty Italy. places. Ah, oh, sorry. Can you hear me again? <laughs> Yeah, got you back I in. got you. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. freezing uh, yeah, every so often. <laughs> okay, um, so I was just saying, um, in in Europe, and Lexi flies in those places a lot too. We we more have like a lot of empty fields, like cornfield and weed field, or I don't know, vegetable fields. <laughs> so the the Zbang style is making the most out of empty places without sometimes even trees, with your mo- with your movement. So from my understanding, it's uh, you have high rates and the goal is to make the landscape move around you. So to me, that's what is bang. There is someone we used to watch a long, long time ago that was doing that back in 2015. Ah. And he's flying with... Was it like Francis FPV? Oh, it? yes. I think it might be. I will see if I can find a link you can use in your description. I don't remember what the person's actual FPV handle was, but they were a really good racer. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know why they stopped racing, but they released a few short videos of them practicing in an open field. And even though it was just totally open space, the Mm -hmm. movements were so pretty. So Mm. that's so sharp. It's it's very sharp, very fast. It's fast, juicy. So you still have some juicy flicks and stuff around, but you Mm. also, apparently, they they run a lot of them run high rates so sometimes they do a combination of tricks like uh, i want to say rubik cubes but it's more complicated than this so the landscape just shifts around you and yep. it's very also juicy at the same time but very fast so hmm. i think this is bang and I it's so I've been, cool that explains vivian <laughs> she messaged me a little while back she said i was sure there's some flying i was doing she's like oh s bang and i was like <laughs> what and it was just i was all it was um I would just gotten back from a trip with my some school friends, and then I wanted to still do some flying that day, and there was like an open field, and so I just went to an open field and just did whatever I felt like. And she's like, yeah. "Oh, S bang," and I'm like, what? <laughs> "You're like, what? Uh, thank you. Uh- <laughs> Is that good? Is that a good thing? Okay, now I know. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Okay, now I get it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Good dog. So that's the new thing. Well, mm. it's, yeah, and it's been... Well, there's something back. that's became popular now. Because I know people have yeah. always obviously flown in open fields, but, like, it's actually mm. something that people are going out of the way to do. So, mm. that's yeah. cool. 
Yeah, and I'm quite happy because the only place I was able to fly alone recently was in Oval. So I'm like, if it's trendy now to have shitty empty places, I'm going to go there all the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like something that we did a few videos on where I, I think we both made a pretty big point of precision flying is precision flying. It doesn't really matter whether it's through gates or around trees, which is sort of my favorite pick i guess of places mm. uh or That's if it's in an open field with what that francis god was good at it was extremely precise yeah and that's what made it look so good so mm. precision flying is fun i like yes. precision flying yes. if i get to fly precise it doesn't matter if it's open field it doesn't matter if it's in trees around gates it's fun i i thoroughly enjoy it and i'll continue to do flying fun yes. many so, Nelly, have we got you into racing, maybe? Uh, yes. <laughs> like how they say yes. The answer is yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I remember one time she came out to do a video, I think it was on Thomas. And she came to this park and we had a track set up, like a very basic track. And um, she said she wasn't going to really fly the track. She was just going to do freestyle, have a little bit of play around and video Thomas. And... She did a lot of laps on that track. Yeah, I think you only did, like, two freestyle batteries, and then the other, like, 15 were just racing. And I was like... And she's going around the track and trying to improve her lines, and I was just like, oh, I can do this a little bit. More, and you can see she's going a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and just going, <laughs> yeah, getting better and better each time. Yeah, you need to also yeah. think about the fact that racing actually helps with freestyle. Because exactly. you get yes. much more precise. You get all the movements. You do stuff smooth and also fast then later you can just translate it to freestyle for like slalom you change to trees or whatever exactly yeah. and the because you know i was a lot less flying than in 2018 over the past two three years now we're already 2021 i just think if i'm if i'm going with paul and thomas and and just do a bit of a track you know as long as yes. i'm not in your ways guys <laughs> uh, oh, no. it will be good you know it will be it will be okay to 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 improve and and get back on track I think. Yeah. Get back I was going to say, we're this, we sort of help run now MMRC quite yes. a bit. And They're going to have an open practice day too. So we yeah, come they'll for be those starting missions. weekly practice days again. Oh. So you should come down to some of those because we all get yeah. together. We usually set up a pretty decent track because it's a group of us so we can actually set up something quite nice or sort of more, I don't know, more bigly, more explorey, yeah. uh, more adventure. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it's like a whole day. You just get to hang out and fly a lot of batteries. So it's the, the fun of the precision flying on a racetrack without the actual racing, so to speak. Oh, you're yeah. You're racing yourself. So you're less racing stress. yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And also, I will probably just fly my Apex. And uh, it's on forest. Like, it's nothing, like, to, to yeah, race. I think a lot of people get caught up in having the best, the greatest setup. And even like, I mean, I was talking to uh, your partner, Noelle, about uh, cars yeah. and about getting into the, and he's like, well, you don't really need the best setup. At the end of the day, if you've got four wheels and you've got brakes that work and an accelerator pedal that works, yeah. go smash out some laps. The biggest mod you can do is the driver mod. And at the end of the day, you're doing it to be, you know, to have the fun of driving on a racetrack, not necessarily, mm. you know, to always be the absolute quickest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess... Probably one thing that's unique in FPV is that the I guess the cost for the absolute top of the line equipment is considerably cheaper than cars. Like yes. yeah. you know, a few thousand okay. dollars versus Mercedes AMG Formula One's hundred and sixty three million dollars per year. <laughs> yes. Or something crazy. So it's like 
You so know, affording that you're saying affording the best possible quad money can buy is a little bit cheaper than the best. Yeah, but even then, race the car. most important thing that still comes into it is the fact that if you have a setup that has four motors, yes. you should have four motors, you should have four propellers, some kind of speed control to manage those motors, some kind of flight control to control it all, and some video system. Come racing, it's yeah. good fun. Being on a track, going fast, is good fun. <laughs> Okay. Doesn't matter what you're flying. Okay. It could be an apex. It could be a center whoop. It can be I've raced a center whoop. Yeah. As long as it goes direction and it's legal with whatever <laughs> your local group's rules are. So, like here, we don't do the DJI digital system because we have nowhere to manage it. Yes. I don't know about practice days how that works. I guess we haven't worked that out yet. No. But if you know if you're running analog or you're running the, I mean, if you roll up with a uh, with a DJI, you could fly the track if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Yeah, on a practice day, yeah. I think. I'm assuming it'd be okay, right? It's not like you need to see the footage to see where they went through a gate or on. Who yeah. cares? You know what the I mean? The point is, if it flies, it flies. join us. Yeah. Yes, it's good fun. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm sure it will be fun anyway. I don't know if I'll be able to come on weekdays, but maybe weekends or yes. we'll see. Yeah, well, that's when the practice days will be. The bit, the, yeah. the more hangouty, chill yeah. practice days. And what you could do is even if you came out for a day, we could probably do a little bit of track work and then from there go off to one of the local parks and have a fly. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So you could sort of kill two birds with the one stone. Um, yeah. Because yeah. doing freestyle the at the RC club is pretty boring. Oh, it can be fun. I, like, I enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy it. Um, and I think MMRC is a lot closer to me than East Side. So, yes. Because the problem with East Side, I love the guys there. But for me, it was almost a one and a half. Well, it's like you guys. You know, it's a long drive. But um, I'm not Thomas. <laughs> so the, yes. the reward it is not worth such a long drive. Yeah. Uh, so, like, see, races are on again which is exciting. Yes, so we'll finally. Probably, we'll probably talk about the castle thing then uh, next time we're on this. I don't know actually point. when it is. I need to check it. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that sounds exciting. But you, you just uh, reminded me, so I, I totally need to check it. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> it's and good to know when races are happening. Yes. 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 And uh, Paul and Thomas, well, you know, I'm happy for for the, the motors, that, you know, the new motors that are out. And, thank uh, you. Thank you. It's a congratulations. <laughs> thank you very much. I'll have to get you to try our latest race setup. I think the last time you flew one of my race quads would have been in like 2018. Yeah, and so it's easy because you're on Crossfire. You're, are you on Crossfire or are you on Yes, uh, both. Okay, because Crossfire is easy to, to swap, like to rebind to yeah. my yeah. yeah, And you're on mode one, right? Yes. Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be quick. Easy, there you go. Easy, team mode yes. one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Lexi is mode two, right? Yes. yes. I think most people are mode two, aren't they? I think so, yeah. 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 Mode one is only for the most prestigious of pilots. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> it's the number one It's funny because I always joke. I thought when anyone sort of gets on this mode one, mode two, I say, well, mode one is the number one way to fly. And then people come back to me and say, yeah, mode one is the old way, but now there's a version two, which is mode two. So you're flying the old way, you know? It's just like, ah, oh, I lose still. Yes, yeah. That's always my excuse when people say, oh, you're mode one. I'm, I'm, I always answer, well, Thomas beat my eyes mode one. So, yeah. you know. Well, Minchan's mode, mode one too, isn't he? Minchan's both, but he's better at mode one than mode Most two. Most Koreans are mode one. So, yeah. It's mm. quite a common thing. Mm. Yes. It depends on the region What's, and the time. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Or is what you thinking? I was just thinking who other who are who other which other pilots are mode one? I know Chad Nowak is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Justin is mode two. Two, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Stake FPV. Yeah. Heiko's mode. Um, Heiko is mode two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, most. I feel like most of the American pilots will be mode two. Yeah. It's very prevalent there. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the UK must be some weird mashup. Yes. Because that's where we got mode one from UK, obviously at some point, but yeah. You know, oh. yeah. Times change. Yes, and now you know when I was living in uh, in Dandenong with uh, some roommates that were also flying FPV in the house. We had mode one that was Kevin and myself, and then mode two because someone had just started, and then another guy had started mode one and was like, "Fuck it, I'm doing M- uh, mode three now." So we had. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> that's, oh God. that's pretty epic. I've only met a couple mode three people ever. Yes. I don't think I've ever met a mode four. Mm. That's right. Mm. Crazy so, FPV with Mode Three, wasn't he? I think so. Crazy, yeah. yeah. And the fun fact is, um, one night we we were we had put Verocitron on the big screen, and um, we, I think the guys had a bit of a drinking game as well, and they were like, "Okay, we're gonna try to to fly the other modes that the other are flying," and they try Mode One and Mode Three, and they actually instead of flying. With the you know the normal way with the right hand and the right uh, the left hand at the same spot they switched <laughs> so mode one you can fly with your your hand oh, crossed oh yeah <laughs> damn <laughs> and it's weird it's weird how the brain works that even with your crossed hands you can f- swap to mode one to mode three without too much trouble I wouldn't it's be just, able to because yeah. I'm a farmer and I have my hands in my way ah uh, yes. yes yeah oh, that's yeah. harder yeah joy of thumb flying. <laughs> Well, I remember um, this is going back a while ago. They um, had this thing happening at the F1 where they had Daniel Ricciardo releasing his new watch. Yeah. So, and they wanted to do like a drone race, like a little, with little tiny whoops. So the organizer organized to get four tiny whoops for them to fly and had the idea it was going to get four pilots to train Daniel Ricciardo. And three other celebrities, like there were soccer or football players and stuff like that. And the idea was we would actually train them. Mm-hmm. And then when the media thing happens, these guys come out and actually race each other. Ah. So it sounded wonderful. Great yeah. gig. You know, we get paid for it to fly tiny whoops and teaching these guys to fly. Mm. So yeah. we're all excited because we know we're 100% competent. Like we, we've got this, you know what I mean? Yeah. We get there. Um, all the tiny whoops are mode two. And they've got four pilots that only one of them can fly mode two. So then we're trying to teach these pilots, to, these guys to fly. Without being able to show them. Without being able to show them because we don't know what the hell we're doing. Oh, no. That's the worst. So um, that was yeah. a bit of a disaster, wasn't it? Well, it was pretty fun. We well, worked you, I Dan- had my whoops, so at least I could show them. Daniel Ricciardo was really impressive with oh, his wow. flying. Like, he was really good, wasn't he? He got the hang of it in no time, didn't he? Yeah, that was pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Oh, well, he was actually he did the track, finished the track, and then the other three uh, celebrities were crashing everywhere. They were they're no hoping hell of finishing the track off, and then Daniel Ricciardo's going around buzzing everyone with a tiny ball. Like, you <laughs> oh. know, what the hell? That's so cool. I'm so jealous yeah. of you guys, though. Yes. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've still got the DVR footage of that, which I've never actually uploaded of me then buzzing yeah. Daniel Ricciardo. Oh, you should totally please because they want they want us to do a demo race and we did a demo race. We had to do four laps and I think I did the first lap and while these guys are still you racing, did like half a lap, half a lap. Then I'm off the track. I've gone into the where stage where people are and I'm buzzing Daniel Ricciardo and all that. Oh wow! 
So I've got all this really, really cool footage that I haven't actually ever uploaded. But I've got it there on one of the drives. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good times. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining tonight. That was great. <laughs> thank, thank you, you very much, guys. Us. And awesome seeing, you know, Both Lexi you, from but especially the other side of the too. earth. You know what it's I mean? It's been too many and years. And seeing Heiko too. So that was kind of a bit of a highlight. Not that Heiko was on the podcast, but we did get to see him. An yes. hour or so ago. That was fantastic. I miss everyone a lot. Yes. yes. It's been way too long. Yeah. It's it's very weird to have gone from no travel to a tons of travel to back to literally zero travel. I mean, the only upside is last year in 2020, you won every single international event he did. In February, he went to New, New Zealand. Zealand. He won the New Zealand Open. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And that was it. <laughs> Nice. Okay, that's why. Nice. But he won. 100% victory. Every international event he right did last year, he won all of them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's the upside. Yeah. Yes. So hopefully things open up Wait, and we get back to... I can say I've won every single international competition I've entered for the last two years. Exactly. Write it to sponsors. Oh, yeah, you could. Yeah. <laughs> I could. Undefeated. Undefeated. Wow. What an achievement. They didn't know the number of races. <laughs> Yeah, that, that 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 over that. Too hot. <laughs> 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 oh gosh. Oh well. But thanks so much for having us. Yeah, had an absolute thank blast. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Yeah, no mm. problem. It was it was good. Um, we're always happy. We'll probably do it um, a, a bit more often. Like we're not going to wait another two years to have you guys on the podcast. Yes. So uh, yeah. And no maybe way. one day with Lexi, if, she, if <sighs> you're coming in person. We probably yes. all together have the setup to record in person, not like with videos. So yes. We should totally yes. do that. I and I can, can touch you. You know what I mean. Lexi's not, has Lexi been to Australia? <laughs> huh? You've never, have you been to Australia before? No. Okay. Oh, oh wow. wow. You're going to wow. enjoy it. And we can show you, Do you like know how can... good it would be if she could come and hike out and that could train with us. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, because a lot of people, I mean, it depends. And a lot of Americans think of Australia as like the outback, right? Just in general, right? Yes. And they're usually kangaroos some, everywhere. Some of them are usually pretty in shock when they realize there's like a like cities and like the civilization. Urban, right? Yeah. Actually, I've but a the lot place... of people from US think that a lot of other countries don't have civilization. <laughs> no funny. offense, really. <laughs> it can be but I've been on you said not me. <laughs> anyway. Uh, back on topic, uh, the place we train at now, it's only maybe 30 minutes away from the city, right? Because Mel- like Melbourne City is pretty small, right? Like it's, it's like super urban and then you like cross a line and it's just country, yeah? Mm-hmm. And that border where where we fly sits on has kangaroos, it has parrots, it's just like the Aussie experience, except for the fact there's no desert because yeah. we're in Melbourne, we're in the southern Ooh. part of Australia. But like besides the lack of desert... It's about as Aussie so as it So you'll get to fly and train with kangaroos. Heck, what's that? I'm in. Oh. Uh, uh, and I saw a cool thing today. They sometimes stay on the racetrack while you fly. Oh, yes. that's less around them. I would be afraid to hit them. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, go away. Yeah, you just like, you send it around the bits where there's none, and then you just slow right down when they're there. And you go, hop they actually them. sit back and relax and put their hands out over their head and just, just chill out and watch you fly. It's really quite cool. Hmm. Yeah, they're, very, they're, they're almost too relaxed. Yes. Interesting. It's, it's kind of cute. Mm. Yeah, so that's the plan, right, Lexi? Yes. Sounds good. One day. Yes. One day. <laughs> the ultimate adventure. Yes. Mm. When COVID oh. finishes and anyone can get into Australia. Yes. Yes. Journey across Australia. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Um, thanks for joining all of you, and uh, thanks to the audience. Um, I think we have we are reaching a hundred followers on at least the platform that i monitor so there's different platform but the one that we have we just reached 100 followers so thanks guys for listening and um, yeah so don't hesitate to follow lexi on all her social media uh, my on high on youtube on instagram on facebook you have a newsletter that we can subscribe to yes. you have uh, a discord everything you I have, have everything, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah. paul and thomas uh, you probably already know it's bms web for um the channel the common channel i would say and then thomas has his own instagram yes. and youtube as well bms thomas and yes. then just you know don't forget to uh, follow this podcast on instagram and uh, my own instagram is onigiri fpv so thanks everybody and uh, we'll see you in the next episode yes bye 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 catch you later